Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and for the next half hour we will be talking all things sport in episode 40, the Sports Preview Show. Today's show is brought to you in association with the Leitrim Glen Sportif, a series of cycles around the county from Manor Hamilton next Sunday the 18th of August. More on that later. On today's show, I will be sitting down with Sean O'Heslin's Balnamore's Dean McGovern to talk about how his season is going so far and his side's clash with St Mary's this weekend in Clune. I'll also be speaking to Karen Connolly and talking about Leitrim Ladies' chances in their crunch relegation decider against Wicklow at 2 o'clock in Kinnegad on Sunday. Alva Clancy will be with us to talk about a rather unique moment in ladies' sport when two Leitrim players will play in the same Women's National League team against each other. Dervla Byrne lines out for Piemont United, while Alva will be in the squad for Galway Women's FC in an encounter tomorrow evening in Imendisi Park, or Terryland Park as it used to be called, in Galway at 6pm tomorrow night. Both internationals, both Leitrim women, and both taking to the field in the Women's National League this weekend, looking for those valuable three points against each other. We'll also be looking at the full round of fixtures in the Leitrim GAA Club Championships this weekend, as well as taking a look at what's in store for Carrick Athletics Clubs, Aina Madden and Gerard O'Donnell at the European Team Championships in Norway this weekend. Anyway, let's get on with the show, and here's what happened when I sat down with Dean McGovern. One side who are setting the pace in the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship this year is Sean O'Hessens. They currently sit top of Group 2, and I'm joined by one of their players, Dean McGovern, to have a chat. Dean, welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bradford. Thanks for having me. It's been an interesting start to the championship for you. You came in reasonably expected to do well based on the league form, and you've opened well with two wins from your first two games. Yeah, I suppose uh, we played Drumhair in the first round, obviously, in uh, Shambo, and I suppose that was kind of a strange enough day in the fact that we lost a good club made of ours that day and we were very unsure up until the last minute if the game was going to go ahead so there wasn't really much thought even nearly put into that game that day and then even looking back it was just kind of to get the get the win and get out as quick as we could and then start focusing on the next game which was obviously Aho Will and there on Saturday evening which is a very close encounter and both probably wouldn't have been happy with both performances a lot of mistakes by both teams obviously but I suppose we were just lucky enough in our purple patches we made more use of it and got the win in the end. St Mary's Kiltard await this Saturday evening. The winner is guaranteed into the quarterfinals. I don't think anyone really would have put that in doubt for either side, but it is that option to stay with a 100% record and maybe keep on top of that top spot group in the group. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Saturday evening is the third game, obviously, of five, and then there's a two-week break after this game, so the team obviously on six points would be hoping now that be cemented the quarterfinal position and then in two hard weeks for the next game but obviously played Carrick in the league and the bet us so there's going to be not much between the two of us we'd imagine on the day Now you did mention we'll take a little bit of a break for a second you did mention uh, the passing of Spike McCormick Tommy yeah. McCormick how has that affected the club and the town? I suppose it's been very strange like a lot of our senior players would have been very close friends with him and obviously we were, a few of the younger lads on our team would have played a bit of junior football and when he was always such a fun, enjoyable character to be around and still very surreal that he's passed away and obviously our thoughts with his family and friends at this time as well. I'll bring our attention back to to football on Saturday night. Kind of hard to talk about football when, when the communities are going through the, these kind of losses but 
football sometimes drags people back into the real world and normal world and, and get through that uh, loss as well. How do you think it's going to go on Saturday night? Yeah, well, I suppose obviously the league game was very tough. Now there was only one point in it in the end of the game, and um, we've played them over the last few years, and it's always been very tit for tat. But obviously, you'd be hoping to just stay in the game for as long as you can and keep it as a battle. And maybe in the last few minutes, you'd be hoping to pip it. But you can imagine they'll be very full on and clean. Who are the main players for yourselves this year? Who's really stepped up to the plate? I suppose there's a good few lads you have to be looking at, like um, Matthew Murphy. I suppose Oshin McCaffrey playing inter-county football has really brought him on hugely. Donald Feely, Keelan McHugh, uh, Niall, Shane Warren, Tom, Luke Murphy and Barry. Like Everybody's playing fairly well, but do you know what I mean? I suppose you're in championship and everybody is hoping to find their best form too, I suppose. And There's a lot of Carrick's young lads I've seen and a lot of them are playing very well. I've seen a few of them with the under twenty, such as McDiffley and Ushin Bohan, and they were very good on that day. So obviously keeping them quiet is going to be very tough. And then obviously they have a lot of other senior players they have to be looking at towards, as if Ray Mulvey, the two Farrells, James Glancy, these are lads they're going to need serious watching too. So we'll need to be on form to even be close and compete with them. It's also festival weekend Ballon Lamore. Will there be anyone out for a few sneaky pints on Friday night? Uh, no, not Friday night, so it doesn't start till Sunday, and I suppose a lot of lads can be very happy that uh, the two week breaks at this stage with the festival coming up so I know hopefully maybe Sunday the lads can make, get to have a few points I'm surprised you actually said yes when I asked you to come and talk to me because I know you only talk to like big multinational corporations like Sky and whether it's uh, the, the likes of people coming to watch you from England and stuff and put you all over the internet T- tell me a little bit about how that happened and, and why that happened oh, I don't know like I suppose we were playing Carlo obviously and we had gone up the day before and we had kind of found out that our mother was going to be talking to people at the game. They were going to be just chatting to her about it. But we had no idea who it actually was going to be. We never heard their names or any of that. And then I suppose we were doing a bit of a warm-up in Carlo and the two boys came walking through and everybody obviously started to take a bit of notice on this. And then I suppose the game probably didn't go as planned and we were fairly annoyed walking off. And I remember we were asked to come out of the dressing room to talk to the pair of lads. And I suppose it was very surreal and it was a bit of a carnival kind of atmosphere that two lads were there. But I oh know it was very, we weren't expecting nearly at all, to be honest. But of course you're dealing with the disappointment of, a, of defeating the championship yeah, at the end of your season. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was the end of our season. Like, you know, we didn't want to go and nearly talk to these lads at all. But I suppose like when our mum had agreed to, we kind of couldn't really let her down. Better to if we talked to them. In terms of, of the fallout from that, how often do you hear about that? Uh, we heard a bit about it now, in fairness. Like even, it's kind of doing the cool camps over the f- last month or whatever a few kids might have said oh you were on that uh, Sky that AIB thing but that's kind of really it like I suppose at the time it was a big enough thing and people made a bit of a joke about it but no not really since now in fairness thankfully How important is it for players from Leitrim to get that kind of national exposure because it doesn't happen that often Ah it's huge like you see Emily Mulligan now he's obviously gotten a lot of exposure and now Ryan as well this year they've gotten huge exposure and it is great because I suppose like Leitrim being a fairly small county and obviously being down the pecking order in terms of ranking and stuff like not many of our players would be well known to the public eye and listen it is great I suppose any bit of publicity you get but although too much publicity can't be a great thing as well so in terms of the history of the championship obviously Sean O'Hesslands have the most county titles of any club in the county but the last one was nearly 30 years ago I think it's 29 years since you won the competition how much does that weigh on your minds that you've never won it in your lifetime? Yeah, I suppose it is a huge thing. Like 29 years is an awful long time for 
obviously place like Ballinamore to win it like and you'd be talking to older the older generation of Ballinamore and like you'd hear they might have a good few championships whereas like I don't think I would never have seen Ballinamore in a senior championship at all in my lifetime a few semi-finals and stuff like that and then obviously the year before I was eligible for senior level we happened to get relegated and I spent the first few years fighting to get up out of intermediate championship obviously playing in three intermediate finals and I suppose looking back on it now we were relatively we have a relatively young team as it is now but a lot of us started off our trade in intermediate and I suppose it gave us a kind of a good start to you know to not be going in against playing against obviously the top senior teams at the time you're playing them in league but obviously a championship it gave us great confidence and thankfully after the three years we were able to get out of it but it was probably two years too many maybe obviously there's changes happening we've spoken about them at length on the show about the changes to the senior and intermediate championships and leagues in the county over the next 12 months and people are going up and going down between the two how important was it to get that grounding at the at that lower level where those young lads got a chance to maybe actually express themselves at their own level before they stepped up to senior ranks uh, it was huge like it was in fairness like I remember when we came in there had been a, like there was kind of a big enough clear out well I suppose the manager kind of put a lot of faith in us and threw us into the deep end basically you could say playing in central positions like midfield maybe centre forward full forward like that and obviously we were thankful enough because we made the knockout stage in intermediate but we were never guaranteed to win it, you know, that sort of a way, possibly until our last year when we were a good bit older, more mature. So, obviously, for the teams that are fighting it now, you see it's very tough with three teams going down. And obviously, if teams haven't have any wins on the board now, they might be in a bit of trouble. But obviously, you'd expect a lot of teams' qualities to bring them through and stuff. But obviously, it is a good idea. There does need to be changes seen some of the beatings and it's not fair on either teams I don't think I think the fact that you have a, a plus 36 point differential after two games kind of speaks volumes like somebody somewhere isn't at the races in terms of standard ah yeah and that that's that's not no fault of the teams that are in it I think it's it's something that needs to be looked at and it is being looked at in fairness to the county board but obviously I think bringing the division one to eight teams is a huge thing because obviously there might be some teams that have been up and yo-yo in between the two leagues and they haven't been making much ground whereas now the eight teams that are in the senior league and obviously there is a few teams that have gone down to division two which you would have been a bit shocked at that they you'd imagine they'll eventually come up in next year and it'll make it much tighter too but then no more than yourselves it could be two or three years before they actually get their act together and, and regroup and, and really put a push in to to be competitive Oh yeah, it does. It like it, obviously conditioning of men and older men. Like it's, it's all fine and well being a good footballer and stuff. But if you don't have the physicality, it can come against you, and you can be pushed off the ball an awful lot easier. It is your last chance to get your hands on twelve weeks of free gym membership in Cortober, Carrick and Shannon, with Train and Gain, and twenty four sessions with personal trainer James McDowell. Completely free. All you've got to do is tell us why you should be the person who gets the prize. If you go to leitrimdaily.com and click on the button to win prizes, you will see it there. Just put your name in and tell us why you want to win. And this weekend, we will be picking the person who will win that prize. 12 weeks gym membership, 24 personal training sessions during that time, and the chance to really get a kickstart 
on whatever your fitness goals might be, whether it's weight loss, getting in shape, or getting absolutely ripped. We'll be picking the winner on Sunday morning and announcing the winner on the show on Monday. The very best of luck to everybody who wants that little bit of a kick of momentum to get themselves back in the gym. Let's turn our attention back to this weekend's games. Obviously, you play St. Mary's in the top of the table clashing group two. You're both currently at four points after two games. You've won both your games. So one of you is going to lose that 100% record. Or maybe a draw would see both of you lose that 100% record. But the other teams in your group also play this weekend. And the games are uh, Ahuillen and Drumahair on Saturday night. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, you can imagine. I'd, I'd imagine Ahuillen should win it fairly comprehensively. There's some excellent footballers obviously that they take an awful huge effort from drummer here to curtail them at all and I can see nothing but an Ahuillen win there now in terms of Ockham Sheila and Alan Gales they played out a fairly tight game in the league three or four weeks ago they played each other Sunday morning at 12 in Park Sean McDermott yeah that'll be a it'll be a very tight game you imagine the team that wins that there will possibly go through to a quarter final that's what I'd imagine the two teams are even saying themselves. You'd imagine if Auckland Sheelan got their full team back, obviously they'd be, that's what they'd be hoping. They've had a few, in, they've been very unlucky with a few injuries. So I don't know, you, can nearly, I, you could see a draw in that game Sunday morning, I think. And a draw would probably play into the hands of Alan Gales, who've already beaten Draw Possibly, here. Yeah. Um, so interesting times ahead for both of those teams. In the other group, it's very much a case of the haves and the have nots. Three teams unbeaten, four points from two games. Three teams with zero points from three games, with Manor Hamilton, Mohull, and Riley all making great starts to the campaign. Yeah, um, I suppose the big one last again was uh, Drum Riley beating Melvin Gales, which I heard they were fully deserving of. So you'd imagine one more win, even a draw, would see them into a quarter final, and that'd be huge for them. Well, they play Fina tonight at eight thirty. Fina have been struggling, so they might be able to nail down that quarter final spot tonight. Yeah, I say a lot of it. Depends on if Ryan plays or not. Fina have been struggling, but obviously without Ryan, Ryan's a huge addition. Like Ryan guaranteed five, six, seven points a game at least. He's been a huge footballer in the county, so I wouldn't rule out a Drum Riley win either. They're an extremely hard work and, and they do not give up on anything, which is a great quality for them to have and it'll be nothing easy at all. And of course the final fixtures both take place on Saturday night in Avancard Park Shaw McDermott at five thirty, Melvin Gales and Gorsletra. Both teams pointless in the league so far. Melvin Gales will be very disappointed to be in that position. They would have expected to have picked up points by now. In fact, in the first 10 minutes against uh, Muhl, the first day, it looked like they were going to give them a hammering and it just didn't materialise. What can Melvin Gales do to make sure that they aren't in that relegation mix-up and they get into that quarter-final spot? I suppose Melvin Gales really need to be looking to get a win this weekend to get their season back on track. And if they were to do that, I suppose with the two-week break, it could be a good thing where they can really regroup get a bit of training in and really focus on the next two games. Do you know what I mean? Because there is, after this weekend, there's a two-week leading break for the next two games. So it does give them a great advantage. That way, if they pick up a win this weekend. If you were to win your group, you would play the fourth team in the other group, which is likely to be possibly Melvin Gales in and around that. If, if things materialise that the way it's going to be, it could be Drum Riley or maybe Fianna Gortletra might sneak in there. But I think... Sensible money at the moment will probably be on Melvin Gales winning that small group of three at the bottom to avoid relegation. Would you fancy them in a quarter final? Melvin Gales are a very strong effort. Obviously, they're missing a few injuries too. Like I heard, I don't think Killian's played much at all for them. They're a few boys away at the weekend as well. 
and always with them like they're extremely hard working out as well and they will kick scores every team wants to be there at the end and every team just wants to get to a quarter final and they'll take on whoever they have to take and every team would fancy their chances no matter who they play I think now I think the two games of the weekend is your clash with St Mary's at 7 o'clock on Saturday in Clune but at the same time in Carrick and Shannon Mohull play Manor Hamilton that's a top of the table clash in the other group mm. so there's some big decisions and big games down for decision this weekend yeah obviously the Mohull Manor Hamilton game will be huge Manor, Manor Hamilton had a massive win uh, Friday night I think it was 321 to 5 points over Gartletra but obviously Mohill are a very strong football now with some great footballers too and I wouldn't rule out a draw in that game now to be honest do you know what I mean but obviously I think it'll be how both teams handle each attack In terms of the season ahead what is the plan for the club Where what are Sean O'Heslin's Ballonmore looking to achieve this year? I don't know I suppose it's the same as every other club like, do you know what I mean every game you want to Every game you go out to play, you want to win, I suppose. And listen, over the last few years, we've probably let ourselves down in in certain performance and not performing to probably a level we should. I think it's just to get a consistently good performance is what we hope to achieve, and just to be as competitive with every other team. Because you see what Mohill and Ahwilm have done over the last few years; like they've always been the benchmark. They're the top two teams over the last five years, so. Obviously, to get to their level would be a huge lift, as well as Manor Hamilton's. They've been unbelievable over the last number of years, obviously. Bar last year in the semi-final, which I think was probably a very once-off game. Well, Dean, thank you very much for having a chat with us. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. And the best of luck at the weekend and for the rest of the season. Thanks a million, Bradley. In the Leitrim GA Club Championships, there are full rounds in all levels of the championship this weekend. Starting with the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship in Clune this evening with an 8.30 throw-in. Fianna St. Callians play Drum Riley. Tomorrow in Avoncard Park, Sean McDermott, there's a double header in the Senior Championship with Gortletra playing Melvin Gales at 5.30, followed by Muhl and Glencar Manor at 7pm. Ahoolin and Drumahair are in Drumshambo at 5.30, while in Clune at 7, St Mary's and Sean O'Heslins go to battle. The final game is on Sunday. Ochnashielan play Alan Gales in Park Sean McDiarmada at 12 noon. In the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship, Drumkieran and Clune play in Drumshambo at 5.30 on Saturday evening, while Ballinamore hosts a doubleheader with Ahavas and Bornacula at 5.30, and Ballinaglera versus Eslin immediately afterwards in Ballinamore at 7pm. Leitrim Gales and Carrigallan face off in Clune on Saturday at 5.30, while Sunday noon sees two more games. Kiltubbard and Glenfarn Kilty Clogher are in action in Clune, while in Carrigallan just down the road, Anna Duff and Ballinamore Sean O'Heslins will do battle. Also on Sunday, the Vistamed Junior Football Championship fixtures, Carrigallan play Drumkieran in Drumshambo at 12 noon while at 1.30 Gortletra and Melvin Gales go head to head in Avoncard Park Sean McDiarmada while Kiltubbard and Ahawillan face off in Clune both of those second games taking place at 1.30 In the Vistamed Junior B Football Championship with all games taking place again on Sunday a very early start for Glencar Manor Hamilton and they play Bornacula in Drumshambo at 10.30 while Mohull and Fianna St. Callians play at 12. At 1.30 in Carrigallan, 
Leitrim Gales play Sean O'Heslin's Ballinamore. Today's show is brought to you by the Leitrim Glen Sportif. It is a series of cycles from Manor Hamilton on Sunday the 18th of August 2019 over four different distances. 40 kilometres, 100 kilometres, 150 kilometres and a 200 kilometre option. It takes in some of the most scenic views on fantastic roads around and across the county. It's a non-competitive event and as I said there are four routes available this year. The starting times range from 9am to 10.15 with the shorter distances starting later in the morning. All routes start and finish as we mentioned in Manor Hamilton and all the route details, maps and profiles of the climb are available on their website at yates200.com. The entry fee is €25 for the 40km route, €30 for the 100km route and €40 for the 150 and 200km routes. If you're not a member of Cycling Ireland, you have to pay an extra €5 fee and that covers your insurance on the day and that's regardless of which route you are taking part in. Registration this year is completely online with the exception of the 40km route. So if you fancy one of the longer distances, make sure you get your registration in early it closes next thursday the 15th of august and you must be in before that or you will not be allowed to participate in the longer routes on the day the fee includes refreshments at the various food stops and a hot meal after the event so it's really good value sign in continues from 7 30 a.m for the 200 and 150 kilometer routes with an 8 30 sign in for the 100k and then from 9 for the 40k at the b park community center in manor hamilton cannot express how important it is that if you want one of the 100 150 or 200 kilometer routes please register online and all the information and anything else you're looking for is on yates200.com thank you to the leitrim glen sportive thank you to the leitrim glen sportive for supporting the show and we really hope you have a fabulous day cycling the highways and byways of north leitrim Now on Sunday evening in Kinnegad, the Leitrim ladies take to the field for the last time this season and I'm joined by Karen Connolly to talk about the game. Karen, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much. Karen, it's Wicklow up in Kinnegad on Sunday afternoon and it's a relegation playoff to decide which of you will be playing intermediate football again next year and which team will be relegated down to juniors. It's a pretty big game for the county. Uh, after a rough season, it's not where you would have liked to have been. Yeah, um, like I said, it's been a tough year. Um, you know, the whole way through the season. Didn't get off to the best start in the championship, you know, losing at the start. And I suppose the last game against Offaly, you know, it came down to a point in the end. It was a tough game and I suppose that's kind of led us to where we are today. Tell us a little bit about where the season has gone for you this year because it's your first year on the inter-county scene. It is, yeah. It's the first year at the county season. Um, I suppose it was good at the start. You know, there was a lot of commitment put in by management and players. You know, I suppose some games during the, the league at the start were tight. You know, there was a couple of points in it, especially against the likes of Fermanagh. And it was a very close game. And I suppose there was a knock-on effect, you know, losing a couple of games in a row. We just couldn't really get back at it. And then we lost a couple of girls just due to travelling, some due to injury. And then I suppose that kind of affected the panel overall. Looking ahead to the, the Wicklow game at the weekend, coming off the back of two defeats to Roscommon and Offaly, it's going to be difficult to, to pull the troops together for that one last fight. You know, the loss against uh, Offaly, it was a tough one to take. You know, we were so close in the end, but we just couldn't get over the line. 
I do think the girls all came together in the end, you know, and pushed right through the end. They never gave up, which was really positive for boat management and for the whole panel in general. You know, it was a really positive second half to the game really uh, your own sin binning we won't uh, dwell too much on that <laughs> well uh, actually let's talk yeah. about that for a minute how did you feel about that decision yeah look I suppose the ref said it was a cum- accumulation of fouls so um, there wasn't really much I could argue with it probably was harsh enough one or two of the fouls I thought but at the same time I can't really argue with the ref you know on the day she was pretty good you know other than that but yeah I suppose it's not really it's not ideal it's not what I want um, and I suppose in such a close game, you know, been sent off, you know, been, for, you know, a player down for 10 minutes, you know, I suppose it makes a huge impact on the game. I suppose that's one way of looking at it, but from a point of view of someone who was watching the game, the performance during that 10 minutes, and then when you came back in and it went back to 15 all, in terms of player numbers, Leitrim really seemed to have the upper hand in that last 10 or 15 minutes and just fell a little bit short at the very end. Yeah, I suppose that's actually a good point, yeah. Um you know, I think when uh came back on, um, we were a good couple of points down, maybe I think four or five points down and then when it was when we did go fifteen on fifteen again, um, I think Michelle Hessen got a goal, uh, brought us back to within a point within the last two or three minutes, but we just we weren't able to get the ball, we weren't able to turn it over and get it back down the field and get a score, you know, even to level the game. Um and, you know, even possibly push on to get ahead, which is pretty disappointing. Um yeah, now in terms of the game on Sunday, obviously you play Wicklow. Leitrim haven't played Wicklow in, in most people's memory in the Women's Football Championship. And we don't really know what to expect from anybody going in. It's, even though it's your first year, nobody else is in any better position. What's the expectation going into the match? I suppose like going into every game, you know, you know we're going in positive. Kind of when you line out, you're 15 on 15. So, you know, as long as you step up to the mark and everyone uh, goes toe to toe with their player, you know, there's no reason why we can't come out with a win. But, um, you know, I do believe they're coming down as well. You know, they're not as strong as what they used to be. So, you know, it's really up to how we perform on the day. Let's talk about something a little bit closer to home. And, of course, in action last week in the first round of the McCormick's May Senior Women's Football Championship in the county. Um, good victory over Ultra Gales to start the, the ball rolling for the season. Yeah, it was. It was uh, it was really positive um, all around. I suppose it's kind of what we've been building on and working on since the end of the league campaign. I don't know if you know, but we played at Grard in the first round of the league and they bet us. They actually bet us very well. And I suppose we kind of had a point to prove, you know, coming back out um, to ourselves that, you know, we want to we put a marker down at the very start of the championship that, you know, we're, you know we want to compete and contest. We were in the final last year and we're hoping to get to it again this year. Of course, the championship, six teams, and you're in the group with Uchtdorf Guilds. You play Drummer Hare soon. I'm not quite sure when that fixture is at this moment in time. It's but not for a couple of weeks now, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of the progression, uh, probably already virtually one foot in the semi-finals where you'll play one of the other teams in the other group. Uh, victory over Drummer Hare would put you top of the group. Is that the goal at this point? Yeah, like it is. I suppose... Um Nobody goes out to lose any game, so yeah, we would like to top the group and then continue on and play the, I suppose, the second team in the other group, um, which you know is a strong group as well. You know, you have Kiltobert, St Joseph's, St Francis, so you know, meeting any of those teams, it doesn't really matter if you meet them in the semi-final or the final. Um, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, it seems to be really, really competitive this year. I was at the St. Joseph's Kiltober game last week and anybody could have won it. Kiltober edged it in the end. I know there's 
technically there was three goals in it, but that probably doesn't reflect how close the game was. Karen, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to let you get back to preparations for Sunday and the very best of luck Thank to you much. and your teammates for the relegation playoff at 2pm in Kinnegad. And of course, all supporters more than welcome to come up and attend on the day. Thanks very much. In athletics this weekend, Carrick Athletic Club members Gerald O'Donnell and Aina Madden are both members of the Irish team who compete in Sandnes in Norway all weekend in the European Team Championships. The first division of that. It's effectively the second tier and they will be going for promotion along with their team. They're not competing individually in terms of the scoring charts. It's a team event. So all the competitors across a very large and competitive Irish team will score for their country and the top teams will be promoted with the bottom teams being demoted to the third division of the competition. Jurd will run this afternoon at 4pm in the 110 metre hurdles event with that final should he be successful just after 1pm on Sunday afternoon 13.05 on the official start list. Aina will be in the 4x100 metre relay and the heats for that are at 5.15 on Saturday the 10th of August. Both athletes no stranger to the Irish vest, but it is the first time that they will be on the same Irish team at the same time. Pretty unique for one small club in County Leitrim to have two internationals on the one team. The best of luck to both men. Now next week on Friday the 16th of August, the annual festival road races will be held in Balnamore with registration at the Den beside the Sports Hall from 6pm. It's the same route and arrangements as previous years with all races commencing at 7.30pm sharp, close to the Sports Hall and just beside Sean O'Heslin's GAA pitch. Three races take place simultaneously with the same start and the same finish line just opposite the primary school. The 10k event will as usual follow a circular route round by the golf club while the 5k which also attracts fun runners joggers and walkers has an out and back route along the Carrick and Shannon road the third event is the under 16 mile which also finishes at the same location and where the participants also enjoy chip timing there are provisions for younger runners with races in St Phelan's beside the den at 6:30 p.m. they're under 8s for 300 meters under 10s for 500 metres and an under 13 event for 600 metres and all ran on grass. Entries for these are made at the start and all are welcome, particularly visitors to the area. And there are prizes and events in all of those categories. Now two ladies who have previously played in the green and gold for Leitrim, Dervil O'Byrne and Alva Clancy won't be in Kinnegad this week, but they will be playing sport elsewhere. They'll actually be playing against each other in the Women's National League. Alva Clancy is, of course, with Galway Women's FC, while Dervla Byrne will be lining out for Peamount United. And I'm joined by Alva to talk about the game. Alva, welcome back to the show. Thanks very much for having me back. No problem at all. It's a bit surreal to see two Leitrim girls playing against each other in a game in Galway between a team from Galway and Dublin. How does that even happen? <laughs> um, I don't know, I suppose I just kind of ended up in ended up here in Galway and obviously Dervla is up in college in, in Dublin. So and she's kind of played with a few Dublin, uh, Dublin teams um, as far as I can remember anyway. But 
Yeah, I suppose we played played against each other uh, a couple of months ago as well, up in up in Dublin, and it was a very close match. So we're probably expecting the same this weekend. Of course, Terryland Park, as I would have known it, but Eamon DC Park, as it is today, is the home venue. What time is kickoff on Saturday afternoon or evening? Kickoff is at six o'clock. We spoke to you a couple of times when you were away with Ireland at the World University Games. What's it like to be back to the humdrum of work, of playing with the club, back in the league at home? Um, it's actually it's good. It's nice to be back and with all the girls again. You kind of do miss uh, training and going to all the matches with, with the girls. And obviously then you're playing against the girls that we were, we were with in Italy. So I think it kind of even makes the rivalry a bit a bit stronger because you know the girls more now. So you know you want you want to beat them. Of course, last Sunday morning you lined out for your Gaelic club, Glencar Manor, in Balneglare in the first round victory over Outdoor Gales. Now, we've spoken about it at length both last week with Myrne Devaney and this week with Karen Connolly. So we're not going to go into the details of the game with you. But how do you manage to combine playing at home in Manor Hamilton and playing in Galway and training with both teams? Well, I suppose I do all my training kind of up in Galway uh, with the with the soccer team and then if I do have a weekend free or anything, I'll always make sure that I can get home. Probably, like you know, we usually train train at the weekends. But last weekend, I kind of had to make a decision. We had a, we had a soccer match against Limerick on Sunday as well. Um, so I had to make a decision on that. No, I'm, I love playing with my club. Like, you know, it's it's with the girls that you kind of grew, grew up with and, you know, your sisters, your, your cousins, everything. So, you know, I love playing with club. Of course, uh, Myrne Devaney, slightly younger than yourself received her first competitive call up for Ireland with the under 17 grade this year she's no stranger to international squads but this is the first time it's at a competitive level how nice is it to see somebody local to you in Glenfarren I suppose really just down the road getting that call up that you got all those years ago yeah it's great to see that you know there's more people getting the call up and Myrne she's absolutely brilliant player like obviously I play I know very well and we play on the same team with Gaelic so I know how she works in training. She works. She works so hard, and she's a brilliant player. And I've no doubt that you know she'll in the, over the next few years she'll continue to get the call ups. And I, you know, I think she's going to go far. In terms of Gaelic games, we seem to be jumping around all over the place. But in terms of the Gaelic <laughs> games, of course, Leitrim are in action on Sunday. Yourself and Dervila won't be involved in that team, although you have been involved in the team at varying uh, degrees over the last couple of years. How much do you miss being involved with the Leitrim team, or do you? No, I do, yeah, because I suppose I, I was with it for a few years and, you know, you get to know the girls as well. But I had to make a, a decision this year. You know, I'm up in Galway and the games, the county games and the Galway games, they'd always clash. So, you know, I had to make the decision which I wanted to do. And, you know, I wanted to give, I wanted to give soccer a proper shot. Like, for as long as I can remember, I've played both of them, you know, so it's always been difficult, but... Yeah, I wanted to just kind of give it my best shot up here in Galway. Well, listen, Alva, thank you very much for joining us. The very best of luck on Saturday evening. I'm not sure which end of Leitrim I'm going to be cheering for, whether it's Glenfarren versus Mohull, uh, when actually in reality it's a Dublin side, <laughs> P-Match United against your Galway women's FC side. The very best of luck to both of you in this week's, I hope it's a draw, a score draw on both of you scores. How's that? <laughs> that sounds good. And that, folks, is it for another day. Thank you so much to all of our guests and the very best of luck to each of them in their various sporting endeavours over the next couple of days. In terms of sport, we'll be back on Monday with a full roundup of everything that happens in the club championships at the European Team Championships in Norway 
and the ladies' football and soccer results from the weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow.